I paid too much for it because I had to <laughs> pay somebody to <laughs> buy it in Kentucky to ship it to me. So I yeah, ended yeah. up paying like close to 80 bucks by the end of the day. Cause Ooh, like, yeah. okay. I don't know if the guy had never shipped a bottle before. Luckily, I'm doing <laughs> Uh, Dude, you you know me. You know I'm like right here, right? I know. Which <laughs> the day has come, and a design for the T-shirts for our Patreon supporters has finally been chosen. I want to thank everyone for their patience, especially to those who have been supporting the show since we began this campaign. Your T-shirts are long overdue, so I'm going to try and expedite this process as much as I can. Hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving and was able to catch the Wild Turkey episode with Eddie Russell. We're going to be doing an end-of-the-year wrap-up community roundtable in a few weeks, so make sure to join us to see if we think 2016 was a year of dud bourbons. If you want to listen to the entire unedited and uncut episode, make sure you support the show on Patreon. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash bourbonpursuit. From their bar to yours, Chad and Sarah of the popular YouTube channel It's Bourbon Night bring you their favorite at-home old-fashioned mix with the new Elemental Elixir's Golden Hour Syrup. It's a custom-made syrup with notes of bold black tea, warm spices, and orange zest. All you need is your favorite whiskey and ice. No bitters needed. One bottle makes 16 drinks, so that's only $1 cocktail before you add your own whiskey. They can also be enjoyed in other cocktails or spirits, mocktails, coffee, tea, and anything you can think of. It's crafted locally in Lexington, Kentucky. And you can get your bottle now at whiskeyambitions.com. Ed Bly and Rising Tide Spirits are back again with a new release of Old Stubborn Bourbon. And this release of Old Stubborn is a premium hand marriage of 10, 11, and 12-year cask drink, barely filtered pot still bourbon. It comes in at a staggering 123.8 proof. And the flavoring grain for this one, which the last one was weeded, but this time it's now rye. Rich, sweet, and bold with a long finish that's sure to be another eye-opener. You can order online at Sealbox or TheBourbonConcierge.com, and you can even purchase in person at Revival Vintage Spirits, and even now with very few select stores in Kentucky. You can get it now while you can, but be sure to do it because it's not going to last long. And they're off for another Gift 270-2020 Unicorn Raffle. Your $20 ticket gives you not one, but two chances to win from our lineup of 20 Woodford Reserve treasures, including the grand prize, the rarest unicorn yet, the Woodford Reserve Kentucky Derby 150 Baccarat Edition. Only 150 bottles were made and is just like the one the Derby winning owner receives. Quit horsing around and get your $20 tickets now at Give270.org. Charitable Gaming License ORG 0002703. Welcome back to the episode of the Burn Pursuit Podcast. Kenny here tonight with the third roundtable we've been doing. This is a, always a fun little thing where we get some of the top bloggers around here and we kind of just chit chat. You know, it's it's nothing that is it's a it's a semi set agenda. This is all happening on YouTube Live right now. We've got twenty one viewer, viewers right now. I think we'll probably get up to around fifty at some point. But it's a way that we want people to be involved. So people that are on chat right now, I encourage you to ask questions and answer our questions. And, you know, we'll give you shout outs during this whole entire thing. So let's go ahead and do our usual roll call. So, of course, Kenny from Bourbon Pursuit here, and I'll move it over to uh, to Blake right now. I'm Blake from Bourboner.com. I'm filling in from Ryan tonight. He has uh, a... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Bourboner.com, um, the blog, and... Uh, 
probably the release maps you're tired of by now and you hate and uh also the bourbon or friday friday wrap-up emails i'm nick from breaking bourbon breakingbourbon.com known for uh, release calendar reviews and articles and i'm jordan also from breakingbourbon.com Awesome. Well, so we got that. So I guess it's, uh, let's go ahead and just give a quick shout to what we're drinking on right now. So I've got, I just pulled, just went to the bar, just grabbed something real nice and easy. So I got a Stag Junior, 128.7 proof. Uh, what do you guys, what do you guys have sipping on right now? I'm uh, drinking Bullet uh, Barrel Strength. I've been on a Bullet kick lately. So there's a post coming next week about the history of Bullet. Uh, it's not the actual bottle. I did a bottle split. So this is my half that I that I have left. I'm drinking an Old Forester 1920, the third installment in the Whiskey Row series. Their highest proof and just getting to know it. Pretty good so far. I'm drinking a Big Bottom Small Batch Single Barrel. So this is a Sorcerer Distiller out of uh, Oregon. Really, really great. This is actually a fantastic little distillery. So looking forward to a lot of their stuff that they're starting to distill. Okay, awesome. So I guess that... uh, well, we'll kind of lead that into a first question. I actually posed the wrong first question in the chat, but since we are drinking, I guess the, this is something that was actually asked by uh, Max Gordian on the Bourboner Facebook group, and he said, how long do you usually let your bourbon breathe after you pour a glass? I've actually gone back and forth on this. Um, I usually like to, well, maybe because I'm just impatient, but take the first few sips uh, within the first few minutes, and then it's funny how, and I don't know if it's based on the mash bill or distillery, but there's some bourbons that you let sit for 30 minutes. They really do change in flavor. Um, if I'm doing a review, I like to do a little bit of both. You know, I'll try it out of the bottle and kind of review and do notes, let it sit, try it again. And maybe the next night I'll just pour it and let it sit for 30 minutes. 30 minutes seems to be my max that I can go without trying to uh, drink. So I don't know if that's just... Uh, a personal like really uh, that that's the time limit or if that's just as long as I can wait on a table before I have to drink it. Um, so that's, so also, that's what I try to do. That also leads into the 15 minute reviews that Blake always likes to post on Facebook live. <laughs> <laughs> I actually make everyone sit there and wait for the 30 minutes while I don't say anything. But guys, we're just going to sit here and let this open up. So hope you enjoy. <laughs> So I, uh, I'm kind of with Blake on that one. I like to, you know, especially when I'm doing a review, the first time I like to just pour it and taste and sip it. My thought is half the people reading will probably be going out to the store to buy one, but the other half might be at a bar. And when you order bourbon at a bar, you're probably not going to sit there for 30 minutes. You're just going to start drinking it, right? So I want to taste what they're going to be tasting. And then, you know, if I'm at home, then, you know, and not reviewing a bourbon, yeah, I'll let it sit for 10, 15 minutes, but that's usually some just shooting the shit with other folks around me. Nick, what about you? Yeah, I, you know, I would say probably probably a little bit of of the same. Um, you know, you always tempted to kind of try it right out of the right out of the bottle, right as you pour it in the glass, but it does change over time. And you know, depending how deep the pour is or what you're up to at the time, you know, it can take thirty minutes sometimes to you know to drink a bourbon. When I'm reviewing something, you know, always use a Glencairn for reviews. Although I often drink from a, in fact, I'm drinking from a a rocks glass right now, which is just a, I guess, more of a casual experience for me. Um, but yeah, that, that airtime sometimes is helpful. I've also noticed that, you know, a lot of bottles seem like that first pour is like the worst pour. And then once you get into it a week or a couple weeks later, it tends to be 
a little bit better, a little a little more mellow. Sometimes there's a little bit too much alcohol in that for very first pour out of the bottle. It's a little too tannic. Yeah, I'm kind of with, uh, so in the chat, Tyson's toy channel said about five seconds is about how long. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of with him on that. It's, it's very hard for me to just pour something and then walk away. Uh, definitely, if, if I'm drinking something, I usually just pop it open, pour it in there, and then it, it takes literally about 10 to 15 seconds before it hits my mouth. But I will say that I have noticed that, you know, the, the flavors in, the, in a bottle always change. You know, one thing that always springs to my mind was uh, the 2015 William Ruweller. I remember the first time I opened it and t- popped the top, put it in the glass and then tried drinking it. I hated it. I thought it tasted like black licorice. I just I just I was so mad because I was like, I finally got this William Ruweller and it's the worst thing I've ever tasted. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, got down a few pours and then kind of just let it sit for three months, six months, and then tried it again. It was a completely different bourbon at that point. So now it, it turned into one of the better ones. But there, there is definitely some some truth to the myth of actually letting your bourbon breathe uh, for, for an extended period of time. For sure. I think it may have something to do with proof as well. Um, it seems mm-hmm. like the higher proofs either, you know, they kind of do this because I've had some lower proof bourbon bourbons that I've tried a year or two after I opened the bottle and they've been pretty good, but I've had some higher proof ones that I let sit for a year and a half, two years, and they actually have gone bad or just way too oxidized. Um, I'm sure there's some kind of science behind that, but that's pretty sure the guys science, at sure. bourbon did a, did a test about this not too long. <laughs> I know I, I know I can't put my bourbon in a windowsill because that's going to destroy it right away. No, it was, it was pretty consistent with those one-third fills, though, and that was a, a low proof. That was Weller Special Reserve. Those one-third fills tended to be the best ones, uh, not always unanimously, but they, but they were up there. In fact, uh, we just had some Sazerac 18. I, I want to say it was like maybe a 2013. It's been about two inches in the bottom of the bottle. Uh, it belongs to Eric, the, the, the third uh, guy of the Breaking Bourbon team here, and it was Phenomenal. I'll tell you, drinking that next to this year's Sazerac 18, it was two totally different rise. It, it just so much better. The older one was so much better. All right. Thank you, guys. Everybody kind of beat that horse to death about Saz, so we won't, we won't do that. If anybody here is listening wants to learn more, <laughs> go and check out pretty much uh, every one of these bloggers' pages. They'll, they'll go ahead and make you realize that you're going to pay too much for something new. Go ahead and go ahead and spring for something that's pre-2016. Mm-hmm, so another sure. question that we kind of had line up here is, uh, what do you think is the cheapest bottle worth having? And I'll go first because at least around here in Kentucky, we're spoiled. Uh, and then we've got a few people that already chimed in about this. Um, and I got to go with what David Goth, Jamie Albrighton, uh, Greg Ponder, and then also Tyson's Toy Channel. So uh, three of these people said the Heaven Hill six year uh, and six For year sure. bottle and bond. Yep. It's a, super, super cheap. Like we're talking 15 bucks, especially around here. And it's a Kentucky only thing. Uh, and the other one is the old Fitz bottle and bond. So both of these are yep. Kentucky only releases and both on the super cheap side, you know, oddly enough, both coming, coming from heaven Hill. It, it definitely, uh, I, I really like it only just because having something six years, I mean, hell most craft distilleries that are pushing something out, they're barely pushing four years and they're talking 50, 60, 70 bucks a bottle. So something that's like this, it's, it's kind of hard to, to, to argue with, but I'll push it over you all. And, and what you guys think is the, uh, 
the best bottle worth having or the cheapest bottle worth having. Yeah, I, I got to say, I, I agree with that. that in fact, I, I just stocked up on a few of those. Uh, Jordan was down in Kentucky, and that's that's the one thing I wanted. Um, drank through the bottles I had pretty quickly. But, uh, geez, I think we paid 12 bucks for it. And it, you, you can't beat it. It, it's kind of like a gift to Kentucky or to anyone that wants mm-hmm. to visit Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, what's more, I think, readily available the uh, the the Evan Williams bottle of bond that's kind of a nice uh, consolation prize you know if you're uh, you don't you don't have access to Kentucky it's about fifteen bucks um, look for the white label and usually you're not going to go wrong with that pretty versatile you can mix it sip it you know whatever you want yeah definitely gonna agree with Nick that Heaven Hill bib is so hard to beat especially for the price um, and then also and I might be the oddball out on this one. I kind of like, you know, the shirt Nick's wearing. I like mellow corn. It's cheap, but it gives you like this different, this different <laughs> flavor profile. And uh, it's good just for something different without breaking the bank by any means. So that's, um, you know, that's between those two. I'm going for a cheap whiskey. It's, it's going to be mellow corn or a heaven hill bib. Now, before we kind of go to the Blake right there, I want to kind of touch on mellow corn a little bit because I've, I've always resisted it because everybody that says they've tasted it says it's literally like taking a spoonful of like, uh, like, corn literally like like canned corn and trying to, trying to drink it right and uh but i also saw somebody on one of the sites that they were trying to find some stuff that was uh i don't know who's it come from now is it come from heaven hill or where's it come from mm-hmm. yeah that's heaven still uh, it's still a heaven hill brand okay but it, maybe it was uh, another dsp before then but they were trying to find something that was distilled prior to then apparently a, a tasted change for some ten dollar bottle at some point <laughs> I guess maybe it's corn. It's you know almost 100 corn whiskey. So you, right. you got like hundred dollars. <laughs> you got to like the Probably. flavor profile. It's a different flavor profile, but it, you know not a lot quite like it. Well, corn that you, they used in the 60s was way better than the <laughs> corn today. That's <laughs> like that was the that was the special flavor. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I hate to give Heaven Hill all the credit for the bottom shelf bourbons, but uh jw dant is kind of my go-to for a bottom okay. shelf um their bottled and bomb version i used to be able to get for i think i'd get well i probably still can i just haven't needed because i bought basically a gallon's worth for at one point um you know the big huge plastic bottles and it's just really good bourbon i actually did it in a blind tasting with uh i did the jw dant um Elijah Craig, the 12 year when it was still the 12 year age dated and then Elijah Craig, 18 year. And actually I think there was 18 people in the blind tasting and like 40% of them picked the Dant as their favorite. Um, and nobody had it as their third. So it was either one or two in everyone's lineup. Um, now, you know, you could just say that it's kind of got this weird profile and while everyone says they like older bourbon of woody taste when they're tasting it blind but it's just a really good bourbon no matter how you look at it um they have a really good one barton used to whenever it was age dated i think was really good for that bottom shelf price but if i'm looking for plastic bottle bourbon aw dance that's where it is. It's not too bad. It's a good one. So we had a few other kind of ones that chimed in. It's kind of kind of surprised to see this one. So the Speakeasy Wisconsin said Fighting Cox. Didn't I never would have thought about that one. All right. Yeah. Uh, uh, 
Whiskey Zealot said E.H. Taylor barrel proof. So apparently like a hundred dollar bottles cheap to him, but it's all relative, right? Uh, and yeah, but I mean, yeah, there's a lot of people that said 11, uh, mellow corn, single barrel, Evan Williams. So yeah, it seems like there's, there's a good yeah. consensus about a lot of that stuff that was happening. Um, so kind of on the, uh, the idea of what's happening in regards of the holidays coming up and cheap bourbon, you know, we've got, we all have family members and, you know, a lot of them, they, they think they're into bourbon or they're getting into bourbon, whatever it is. Um, but do you get some of your really good bottles and actually bring them to like Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays? Are you, you're like, well, I'll just bring, I'll just bring the lot B and tell them that's pappy. <laughs> I yes, guess I'll go ahead. So I, go ahead, I won't, I, won't, <laughs> I mean, knowing, knowing like friends and family, unless it's like, you know, really good bourbon drinkers, I'll leave my stuff at home and just set myself a price limit. Like I'll go to the store, I'll, you know, set a 60, $70 price limit and buy like a nicer bottle to bring. And they're not going to know the difference, right? I'm going to enjoy drinking on it. I don't need to worry about like drinking out my really good stuff with them, not appreciating it. And everyone like wins, right? So maybe a bottle of Blanton's, bottle of E.H. Taylor single barrel, something like that, something that they're probably not going to have by any means at their home bar, but they're still really going to enjoy. Call me greedy. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I go back and forth on this one. Um, Last year, we were out of town for Thanksgiving and I bring in a box with like that year or the 2015 Four Roses uh, limited edition, small batch, uh, a lot B. I think I brought a cured oak. And most of my family aren't real like aficionados. So I could have brought JW Dant and they wouldn't have known the difference. So, you know, I kind of go back and forth. Yes. I like to share it with everyone. And we ended up like polishing off a a bottle of lot B that night. And, but then it's kind of like your fourth or fifth or drink of the night shouldn't be a really expensive bottle because you're like, Oh yeah, this, this tastes sweet still, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. So um while it is fun to share those bottles with people, like I never sit at home and just drink a really expensive bottle by myself. Just be hanging around the rest of the night. Maybe you start with the Van Winkle or Four Roses, but then you kind of move on to just the regular Buffalo Trace or something like that. So kind of nice to have that smorgasbord of stuff where people are like, Oh, I've never tried anything in this box, so I'm gonna try a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and go through as the night goes. But the night ended with making a brisket sandwich with Krispy Kreme donuts <laughs> as the bread. So <laughs> there wasn't much bourbon being really enjoyed by the time we got to <laughs> later in the night. There you go. Yeah, well, Thanksgiving I, leftovers at its finest. <laughs> I kind of do the same exact thing with my family. I I always I'm I bring a box of bourbon. That's kind of typically mm-hmm. what happens in the past few years. Now I'll I'll go to the basement. I'll probably get seven or eight bottles and take them up to Ohio and something like that. And we'll we'll sit around and sample them. So it is good to be able to share a lot of that stuff. But yeah, some of the the unicorns and stuff like that definitely don't that doesn't make it. And there was actually, so there's a pretty funny story that put in the chat, David Goff. He said yeah, that, uh, I brought a 2006 Pappy Van Winkle 20 year to a derby party in 2007. Saw some people mix it with Coke. And then I just slowly removed it from the table. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think that's, you know, I don't think that's like selfish or anything either. You know, I think if you're with a crowd, that's going to be 
pretty much mixing or isn't going to, you know, enjoy it or isn't going to get what, you know, you might get out of it knowing what it is. You know, I don't think you're doing anyone any good. Um, in fact, I've, I've shared with people, you know, some better barrel proofs, you know, stag and, and handy and things like that. And, you know, I think they weren't ready because to them, it just, it was just too much. It burned and then wanted to, you know, just fill it with ice. And not to say that's, that's not okay. Certainly, you know, use ice if you want to, you know, I think the idea there was they just didn't like it and they were trying to power through, you know, what are really a couple of, of great whiskeys, you know, so you, you know, you, depending on the crowd, if you got a crowd that's going to appreciate it, you, you're going to mm-hmm. maybe bring a couple of those, but if it's, you know, a bunch of people that are going to be mixing and, and that kind of a thing, certainly you're going to bring a different, a different selection to that get together. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyson's toy channel yep. said Eagle rare and Buffalo trace store picks pretty much, Anyone can appreciate them, but you're not going to get mad if they mix them with Coke. Exactly. True story. 12 used to be my go-to for that. I'm like, yeah. you know, it's a cool story. <laughs> I'll tell people it's the same Asheville as Van Winkle. I can still pick it up for $30 a bottle. No, And then it's like, oh, geez. <laughs> you know, <laughs> 2015 hit and all of a sudden like, we can't mix this with coke anymore i gotta be angry. <laughs> good um so we missed a missed one that was definitely in the 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 last segment about the cheapest bottle worth having uh, i saw two people chime in saying that old granddad and bonded is definitely having those yeah. on a cheaper scale yeah, yeah definitely uh definitely have to agree with there so old granddad 114 too right that's it's supposed to be ending not super cheap, but good, good value for the money for sure. Are you gonna you gonna break the you're gonna start the rumor mill already? That, that rumor mill was started a long there. time ago. Yeah, yeah. And it's from pretty decent source actually that that is going to be coming off the table at some point. Sounds like they have a good amount of it. It's still going to see shelves for a while, and people don't. Seems like people don't buy it. What I've bought is usually pretty dusty around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I'm the only one buying it. To tell you the truth, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. You heard it here first. Breaking Bourbon got the news straight from Fred No and said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I guess if you're uh, if you're looking for something to kind of just have on the shelf and try it before it's all gone, try the 114. The other one is Wild Turkey Forgiven. So what you see on the shelves right now is probably the last of that that's going to be happening as well. Oh, I didn't hear so that. that yeah. I, I feel like that can be forgotten. I'll trick you for God the first batch was pretty good I didn't try the second batch (laughs) if you're anything like me then you can't get enough about bourbon and that's why I'm a subscriber to Bourbon Plus magazine Bourbon Plus is a quarterly publication that tells the stories from the heart of bourbon the farmers who grow the grain the distillers who labor over the process, and the people like you and me who raise their glasses to celebrate it all. Subscribe to Bourbon Plus Magazine today at bourbonplus.com, that's P-L-U-S dot com, and use code PURSUIT at checkout for $5 off your subscription. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify's point of sale is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that effortlessly unites your in-person and online sales into one source of truth. Track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. Connect with customers in line and online. 
Shopify helps you drive store traffic with plug-and-play tools built for marketing campaigns from TikTok to Instagram and beyond. And get hardware that fits your business. Take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or use Shopify's point-of-sale Go Mobile device for a battle-tested solution. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash bourbon, all lowercase, and go to shopify.com slash bourbon to take your retail business to the next level today. Shopify.com slash bourbon. That'll kind of be a good lead into our next segment, right? So we, we've talked about the lower stuff, right? Now, there was another question that came out there and said, like, what's your favorite, like, because, you know, the holidays are coming up and maybe somebody's asking for a, a good bourbon and they're like, I just want like a good, like $50 bourbon. So that kind of sure. removes some of the lower stuff and removes pretty much like you know, all the high-end limited options sort of stuff. So where's, what's the $50 range? Like what, what's something around there that, that you see is uh, something that's attainable? I think that it depends what you want. You know, if you want something that's smoother and well-balanced, you know, I think Blanton's is going to be a pretty good option. Of course, that's a little bit more than 50, but it's it's in that range. Um, if you're looking yep. for barrel proof, uh, you got a couple more options. You know, again, depends on kind of what you're going for. Maker's Mark has a good flavor profile, but that's going to be different than, you know, Booker's, for example. So you, you get a bunch of those, you know, one that we've, yet to find anybody who didn't like it uh knob creek single barrel in fact that's going to be a little under 50 so you'll get out the door with usually with tax and everything you know for less than 50 um that's one that seems to be it seems to be something everybody likes and they're always a little bit different because it is a single barrel you know so you have that uniqueness to it as well um it Hard to hard to not recommend that one if you're looking in that price range. Yeah, I think everything Nick just said, you know, if, if you're looking around 50, if you can get a Blanton's, always good, right? Depending on where you're located, huge swings in prices. So um, E.H. Taylor's single barrel, right? That's a good one. Some places overcharge, some people undercharge, but you can find in that $50 price range. Um, and that's always a good one too. And that's, I think both those, you know, it's, it's especially if you want to give a gift for people looking like around the 50 to $60 price range, both of those actually present really well as a gift too, Right. One comes in a really cool tube. If you get the blends, you know, if the store isn't taken out of the box, you get a really cool box, little, you know, like little velvet bag inside of it. And those honestly are like my go-to bourbons. One, because they taste good and I'll probably end up drinking with that person. But two, they make like a really good gift. And if people aren't like super into whiskey, they just think you gave them like the coolest thing on earth, um, which is good. I mean, they taste great and it just makes a nice presentation. Yeah, I agree about the presentation side. You know, even yeah. I, I love Booker's, right? Being able to have that as a Same good deal. Yeah. price range. Uh, and the presentation, I think, is there because it comes in a fancy box. It's got some sweet little label on it. It's got the sliding plastic yeah. front to it. And yeah, if you're kind of a noob to it, you you think that you're you're getting something that's that's pretty high class. So yeah, yeah sure. You spend you spend a few extra bucks just for the packaging, but I definitely think it's uh then the, you know the bourbon's not too bad itself either. Yeah, I think also Stag Junior kind of gets lost in there because you know it's not Stag Senior. Um, well, and I guess it depends on where you are too, because um, prices can change. Uh, I like Wild Turkey Kentucky Spirit. I think that's a really good one in that price range that doesn't get a ton of attention. Um, and then four rows of single barrel, you know, it's a little bit under that $40 range, but it's still really good. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of fun to chase the limited editions, but 
there still are a lot of really good bourbon sitting on shelves um, yeah. that, that get left. And in that $50 range, I'm sure it's probably a pretty big place for consumers because, you know, you don't want to pick up somebody while of Jack Daniels. So you're like, ah, 50 bucks, what's in here? And, you know, there's still that. It, it is hard to beat Booker's, though, with the case. The It is barrel proof, all that kind of stuff. So that's good. That, that's that's still good probably one of my go-to. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I think it's almost easier to because I've had people ask me, they're like, Oh, I want to get my boss like a good like hundred dollar bourbon. You know, what's a good hundred dollar one? I'm like, Oh, that's that's actually kind of tough because there's really not yeah. a whole lot of <laughs> bourbons on the market, really. Like what's sitting on the shelf? Maybe a couple orphan barrels and blood oath, or you know, at hundred dollars, there there's not a whole lot. I, it's funny, I feel that like question a lot actually. <laughs> yeah. Sadly nowadays with so many stores marking stuff up, it's it's actually yeah, you know, it, people it are like, oh, hundred bucks must be good. It's like ah, that's just like a fifty dollar bottle you just yeah. got ripped off. But that's okay. Yeah. That's that's just Elmer T. Lee. Elmer T. Lee or Elijah Craig Barrel Proof or uh, yeah. yeah. Actually, the, bar- the barrel bourbons are around and they're in that range. Sometimes cheaper, but it I guess it depends if you like that flavor profile. I like it, um, so I've been a fan of the you know these these last few batches they've done. Yeah, so there's a, there's some good ones coming in from people that are chiming in. Uh, so Mark Brown said the Willet Pot Still Reserve. Now that's a it's a maybe because it's probably a little bit cheaper, but it definitely has the presentation of the pot still. Yeah. You know, people 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 will get something out of that. Uh, Tyson said Stag Junior. You got Speaky said Rock Hill Farms. I personally hate the hell out of Rock Hill Farms, but you know, this is me. Uh, <laughs> really? <laughs> for, literally, I'll Draw tell you this. Words. True story. True story. So I probably got, you know, my first bottle of Rock Hill Farms maybe two and a half, three years ago. And it took me, it took me damn near two years to finish the bottle because I, I hated wow. it. It, it took me for some reason. It just <laughs> was the one that you came back to and thought, oh man, this has improved a lot. No, no. It was <laughs> for some odd reason. It, it, it was just, it was just bad. It was just bad to me. Uh, and it, the, the worst part is like, oh, it's such a cool looking bottle, right? It, it looks like it has a cool story to it, or it comes from a certain farm, and you know maybe they've got some family connection. There was there's nothing, right? I I just I just wasn't a fan of it. So, hmm. and then uh, so Rick Cornell said 1792 foolproof. Uh, that's starting yeah, to make yeah. its way out in a lot of the markets right now. So I guess if uh, if actually you that'd be kind my, of, my go-to if you can find it, but that kind of falls yeah. in that limited category, right? And I am not a fan of that. Yeah, really. Hmm. Go ahead. Not a fan at all. I don't know. Why not? No, you know, no, that, and I think it was, you know, I reviewed it maybe what two months ago now, something like that. It just wasn't. Yeah. It just was my type of tea. It was just hot, right? It was just in my book. It was seventeen ninety two regular, just cranked up the heat. Didn't really balance it out. Um, and I heard that from a lot. You know, I heard the same thing back from a lot of people. Going back, if you let the bottle sit for a really long time with some air, it mellows out a little bit, but it's still. I mean. You know, again, my expectation is I shouldn't need to buy a bottle, crack it, pour some out, and then let it sit mm-hmm. for a few months before I can really like enjoy it, right? So that was that was my experience with it. We'll see where it goes, but people send people tend to like. I mean, it's it's cheap. It's I think the foolproof is gimmicky, right? The the name and like the story behind it, but I get what they're doing. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Well, I mean, they're yeah. bringing out some some things to the market, right? They're testing it. They're doing some experimentation. Uh, yeah, you know, they, sure. they just you came out with the the high rye. I haven't yeah, had a yeah. chance to, to try yet. Have you all? I have not tried that yet. No, not the high rye. Let me think about that now. Yes. <laughs> Hold on. The, the high rye came out a few months ago, didn't it? It was like like 
three weeks I, ago. I feel no? like I got that sample. Yeah, that, you got a sample back. Yeah, probably, um, probably about a month ago, maybe yeah, a little I longer. A, I, I need to go back and check my live reviews. Another <laughs> bourbon or Facebook group. <laughs> um, no, I had it, and I, I do kind of remember that now. Um, the high rise because it's coming out at like maybe thirty five dollars a bottle, um, okay. and it sounds like they're going to have a pretty good uh, stock or you know inventory of bottles. So it, it was, it was really good. It was, I won't, it, it's not like a four roses Thai rye taste. And it's not even kind of that spiciness you get from old granddad and that kind of stuff either, but it's definitely more mellow, but still really good and really good flavor. Uh, it, no, I'd, I'd recommend that one. Good. Yeah. Every, everything in that line is it, it, pretty reasonably priced. It seems. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah. it seems and, like and there's, I think they're trying to, they're polarizing too. You, you seem to have people that really love them, people that hate them, and you know that kind of thing. Yeah. You've seen a lot of. I, I think that's what they're going for with the 1792 brand. It's 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 like, well, at least from Sazerac's point, is okay. We've built up Pappy's. It's its own thing. Antique collection. It's its own thing. Even you know regular Buffalo Trace, Blanton's Eagle Rare. Those are allocated in a lot of areas. So it's like, well, where do we go next? And you know, I think the redesign of the 1792 brand is a big part of that, just to build a good following, to keep putting out good releases at a decent price and, you know, try to build those lifetime customers. So then everything they release for the next 10 years, we all buy and love. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a few more people that kind of chimed in. I just want to hit on these ones real quick because I, I thought they were probably worth talking about the good $50 bourbons. And Jordan, you had one right behind you. And somebody said the Smooth Antler Old Scout 10-year. Now, is that oh, a yeah, $50 I got one. one? I got one. Uh, yeah, just about maybe, you know, maybe 52 53 depending on where you buy it. But uh, it really, it depends on location, right? Um, it's not, again, I've seen a price for 65 I, I think I got my bottle for like 52 Um you know, that was just off the shelf here in PA. So it just depends. Yeah. So I guess if you, uh, if you jump on the smooth ambler bandwagon, I'm sure that's uh that's something that, that everybody will kind of, you know, you'll like, I think it's get it while you can get it while you can. Yeah. That's apparently right. So well, that's, so they say, yeah. Uh, another one that I kind of like Travis Roberts talked about was uh, four rows of store picks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sometimes they're just a little bit, probably they're probably in the 60 ish, $65 range, but still, I think it's uh that's always a good one, especially when you get people that want to start really messing around with a quite a different lot of bourbons and, you know, you introduce them to four roses and then you kind of tell them the whole story behind just the mash bill pieces. I think that's a pretty interesting one as well. Kind of tough to go wrong with four roses. They do a good job over there. Mm -hmm. Those are always interesting. The variations of those single barrels. And then there's uh, there's two more that came in from Ray Perryman. He said, uh, Maker's Private Select, which is out in you know a few different places. You know, that's kind of a hard one to come by. But if you've got liquor stores around you that had sort of the, the Maker's uh, Private Barrel selections or private mixings or blendings, whatever you want to call them, uh, that's worth trying. As well as uh, he said, Pikesville Rye, which I actually haven't had a chance to, to try Pikesville Rye, but had nothing really? but, but people had positive response about it. It's great. Definitely make sure to go. And I just say, just go buy a bottle. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Well, my wife, yeah, that kind of I'm waiting for her to bring a bottle home for me for free. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you that? that works too. Do that that a bottle yet. Man. Apparently the closet's uh, empty. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
So we'll, we'll move on to, um, I want to just do like one or two more questions because I know we're already running into like the 30 minute mark. So this question comes from Dan Hart and it said, what's the furthest you've traveled for a bottle and what did you get? I don't think I've ever gone just for an individual bottle. Like if I'm going to, if I'm going to drive down to right down to Kentucky, which I do two, three times a year just to load up on bourbon, I'll, uh, I'll make sure to like stock up. Right. So maybe I'll go to will it just because I really want a store pick bottle or, you know, bottles only sold in the gift shop, but then I'm going to load up my whole trunk full of bourbon too and like drive back <laughs> eight hours. Right. So, <laughs> so I'm going to make it really worth it. If not, I'm going to find someone and just pay them to ship it to me. Right. I think that's a little bit easier nowadays, especially through all the Facebook groups. So the need to get in your car and, and go and just buy a bottle is, is a little bit less. Yeah. So I've definitely driven a long way, but I'm trying to figure out, I've also been, had like other reasons to be places and I've actually found bottles along the way. Um, but for a specific bottle, I drove and it was close to, I, I mean, I'm trying to not as bad by saying it was an hour uh, one way, but it's probably closer to an hour and 20 hour and 30 minutes, one way to pick up a stag last year. That's also kind of changed now too, because, you know, yeah, I drove 90 miles last year, or two years ago, man, all my local stores are getting nothing. So I'd probably drive a lot further if I could yeah. find one this year. So about that 80 mile range is probably the furthest I've driven so far. And I did it once. Um, and I don't regret it, but at the same time, I don't want that to be a trend either. <laughs> I, I've been about um, maybe about an hour and a half or so, um, you know, usually around the, you know, fall release time here in New York, everything comes out a little bit later, but kind of to echo what Jordan said, you know, he'll take the trips to Kentucky, um, loads up the trunk that's for that's for all three of us usually and then i'm sure other people <laughs> this ends up being a lot of um but locally it, you know it seems like there's there's definitely a lot of local connections so unless it's something that doesn't come into new york you know can usually work with people here locally and then obviously there's access um online outside of the traditional channels that you can locate those those other bottles that you're looking for that are a little bit tougher to find. All right. Well, I'll give. I'll, I think I might have the the story here then. So it right. was it was last year, 2015, and you know you guys you guys aren't in Kentucky. You, you know you have to get to, uh, I think it's easy to kind of get your hands on limited stuff, and you know when VTAC and Pappy come around, this city turns into a freaking circus. And there's, I mean, you've, you've got people that drop off business cards saying that they're paying $1,600 for a 23, you know, 900 or 1100 for a 20. And basically you, you get priced out of the market pretty quickly. At that point, you've got your, uh, you're down to about three or four stores that you can really shop at. And that's about it. Um, because any, any small independent stores kind of get taken over, um, that, and you're also dealing with, um, the other 4,000 people in the city that are chasing after these bottles. So uh, the next best thing we, we think of is, well, we're just going to look out of state. That's, that's what we're, exactly what we're going to do. And so it was, it was 2015. And I remember, I'm pretty sure I saw it on Blake's site with the, uh, you know, the whole the Pappy map, right? And it said that it was like, I was like a week later, the Alabama ABC announced the day that it was going to start selling Pappy. I pull up Google Maps and I'm like, hmm, five hours. 
I could do that, right? <laughs> so five hours to Birmingham, right? I was like, oh, I could do that, right? So uh, I did it, right? So it was, uh, right. it was, it was Saturday night, or yeah, it was about Saturday night, and I told my wife, I said, I'm gonna drive to Alabama and camp out for <laughs> bourbon. <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, let's just go ahead and do it. So I'm, I'm driving down there and, and I'm like, oh, these, it's just Alabama. Like these people probably aren't really into it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm easily going to be first in line. Like I've, I've got myself a 23 it's, it's in the bag and I pull up there. It's probably, you know, it's 4am on a Sunday now and I pull in and I'm like, oh shit there's already a huge line. There's I'm like 12th in line already. So that's when I realized like, well, I'm, I'm already invested. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, well, at this point I'm sticking around because they had, you know, they had quite a few different things is basically their whole limited allocation gets released on that. Okay. Thing. And so I, I kind of hung around and met, met a few good people. Um, so it ended up, you know, stayed there that night and then had to stay there Sunday night as well. And then they didn't open until 10 a.m. on Monday. So holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you were there for like <laughs> 36 hours. I thought it was yeah. like you got there at 4 a.m. and then we the next morning. Guys, I'm not fucking around here, okay? Like, by the way, at that point when I realized that I was like the 12th in line, I said, next year, this is not happening. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm never going to do it again. And I didn't, I definitely didn't go this year. But anyways, so I, uh, you know, oddly enough, as you could probably expect, they don't have a whole large allocation, right? Uh-huh. So by the fourth or fifth person in line, the pappies were gone. I mean, that was 23, 22, 15s, and that was it, right? So I was just kind of struggling. I was like, oh, no, what you know, what do I do? Uh, thankfully, in front of me, there were um, a, a good amount of flippers. You, you know exactly they were there. They were paid to stand there in line, whatnot, and they're scrambling. Like, they've got a They've got an envelope full of cash and they have no idea what to buy because there's no patty available. <laughs> and you've got the lady that's in charge of them all, like saying, like, get the size 18 or you know, something like that. <laughs> and so they get a they get a few things. And finally, like I get in there and I was able to snag the last William Blue Weller. So I got that. Oh, okay. Now the the other kicker here, what actually made it made the trip all more worth it, was they hand you a, a sheet and it says, This is what you can buy. Uh, you can only choose one thing on this sheet. And that's all the allocated stuff. And then they have another side of the piece of paper that just has just regular bourbon, you know, you can buy as much as you want. And I, one thing that me and a buddy in line noticed was that old Forster birthday bourbon was on that. You can buy as much as you want. And of course, everybody in front of us, they had no they idea had what no they were there. They had no idea yeah. what they were looking for. So <laughs> me and him both grab a case, put it on the counter. And we're like, we're going to take this. <laughs> So that was pretty worthwhile. Yeah, Yeah, it made it worthwhile. However, I feel bad for the other like 200 people that were in line behind (laughs) me. (laughs) Basically, me and like two other guys cleared out Old Forester birthday bourbon. Like, yeah, it it wouldn't even. They were just thinking it's just, ah, it's just this old Forester (laughs) stuff. Nobody really wants it. That's pretty cool. Um, I think they switched that to you need a Alabama license this year, maybe. Maybe, to, maybe that was just Pennsylvania. Wow. I mean, PA's done that for the last 
two, three years ever since they, uh, no, not even because PA, uh, no, you do. I think it was just last year they moved to a license. License to pick up. Yeah. Yeah. But you can designate. No, no, you can't. If you enter the lottery, you need to have a PA address, like a billing and shipping address. Kenny, will you go on record saying that you found William Leroux Weller through the Bourboner antique collection release map? I, I, I guess I'm like your one success story. <laughs> What's the royalty? Everyone, I'm gonna forward everyone a bunch of emails after this. Look who I <laughs> put, it, put it this way helped by the map. Yeah, your your royalty is I'll be your I'll be your shipping mule now. So yeah, yeah. No, no one's taking me up on the royalty of uh, you know send me that spare bottle you found, but I haven't gotten that one yet. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's what Ben Jackson just commented said now Alabama you actually have to show an Alabama driver's license wow. okay. yeah yeah no I, I emailed Ben he's, he's a good guy that's that's funny yeah I, I thought they had switched that um, good which thing makes I sense I mean yeah. because you know you don't want all these crazies like Candy driving down from Kentucky just to steal <laughs> cases of Old Forester birthday bourbon <laughs> <laughs> is, that a, is that a state controlled state oh yeah Oh, uh, yeah, for yeah, sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes well, sense then. Yeah, because it, it, and I think it was last year or the year before um, that it was supposed to kind of be like a little bit of a not top secret, but they weren't going to let it out that Pappy was being released on a specific day. And mm-hmm. some guy finds out and posts it in the you know Alabama Times or whatever it is. <laughs> and <then laughs> everyone picks it up and, you know, then there's a, a line. 48 hours before them actually releasing, but yeah, but that's how it works. Uh, yeah. The speakeasy said, he said, he says, I made the rookie mistake of road tripping from Wisconsin to Kentucky thinking I'd find anything well or very special old Fitzgerald 12 year in the summer. And he goes, and I went home with larceny and a four roses. <laughs> <laughs> so this past week on Twitter, Kerry, uh, got kind of fed up, I guess you could say. And it's, it's always been something I think in the realm of all of us bloggers, people that are into it. Um, and you, I put it this way, you go on a, you go on a form and you say, I'm in search of Pappy 10. You're just asking to get your ass chewed out. And so he finally like put it out on Twitter and he asked Julian Van Winkle directly. And he said, do you consider Pappy 10 and Pappy 12, you know, for old Rip Van Winkle and Lot B and, uh, he responded back with, thing. "Yeah, it, it it wasn't a carefully crafted tweet, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> to me, it was so funny because I feel like everything he puts out is just so we're we're happy to have you guys looking after our bourbons, right. and then all of a sudden, for some reason, Carrie just got the fire of Julian Van Winkle <laughs> and. <laughs> It couldn't have happened to a better person because I'm probably going to rub it in two years. <laughs> Remember that one time when Julian called you out on Twitter? And, but I mean, I understood his question and that's what Julian, I don't think got the question was, you know, do you consider them a part of the Pappy line? You know, so many people kind of confuse it at this point. Do you just consider them a part of the Pappy line? That's the question, but then the answer was just so much better of, well, just read the label and you'll find your <laughs> – like, obviously, Kerry knows the difference. He was trying to get to a deeper meaning, but yes, yeah, so, it didn't get I mean, that. that doesn't know. Shut so, that down quick. Yeah, so, yeah. so Julian replied back, 
and it says like this is word for word it says read the label period 10 years i think there was there was a 10 years old Ray winkle 12 years very very sorry uh vwsr and period pappy is the brand name of 15 2023 period like that's it (laughs) it was there was was no yeah no deeper explanation no like thanks for asking you know we've had this you know conversation internally like no it was just bam read the label (laughs) And then after that, he said, go buy Pappy maple syrup from Pappy and Company. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, hashtag Pappy slap. <laughs> is, that, is, that tr- is Pappy slap trending on Twitter yet? Hashtag Pappy slap. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I think they started it. I have no idea. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so with that, I want to say, guys, thank you again for coming on the show tonight. Uh, let's close it out, kind of go around the table and tell everybody again how they can find you, how they can follow you and all that good stuff. Hey, yeah. So this is, again, Jordan from BreakingBourbon.com. You can find us at BreakingBourbon.com or at BreakingBourbon on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for our newsletter and uh, follow our release calendar, which is updated almost daily. Also, Nick from BreakingBourbon.com here. And Eric is the third member. He's not on the call on the chat today. Why doesn't Eric get any FaceTime? I feel like we've had a couple of these. Eric gets <laughs> left out on all. Of them. He's, he's, our web, he's the web design guy, so he's got the third guy. Does he exist, or are we doing just... the web design? <laughs> <laughs> so we put yeah, in a time on the on the chats. Yeah, yeah, they're all looking for an answer now. Eric, you just phone me in. I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> Get you the link here. Uh, I'm Blake character. from Bourboner.com. Bourboner com on Twitter, Bourboner on Instagram, and then there's a Bourboner Facebook group. Uh, feel free to join the newsletters. And um, if you join the Facebook group, you get to join in on a lot of live tasting. So that's where all the fun happens. Awesome. Uh, and it, make sure you uh, support the show on Patreon if you like what you hear. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Bourbon Pursuit. Also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Bourbon Pursuit. And we'll keep pushing out new episodes every Friday. So hopefully you keep tuning in and we're going to keep doing these community roundtables, I think, once a month. I think this has been a pretty good cadence and I think a, a lot of good banter back and forth. So again, appreciate you guys coming on and uh, you know we'll keep spreading the spreading our brand messages as far as we can to as many people as we can all right we'll see everybody next week